what you want, when you want it, where you want it. This is The Mesh. Welcome to the Entrepreneur Exchange on the Mesh Podcast Network, a monthly conversation about startups and small business with ideas, tools, and advice to operate your business more effectively. On today's show, you're starting a business. When do you get a salary? How much should you get? Which reminds me, when do the podcast hosts get paid? Today's topic, being on the web is great, but getting found on the web makes all the difference. On today's show, we'll be joined by Bonnie Miner with Wordjack Media to talk about strategies for making your business get found on the internet. Finally, we'll end up with our Small Business of the Month feature, where we'll highlight some interesting businesses that you should be checking out. My name is Jeff Newville. I'm your co-host and director of the Small Business Center at Catawba Valley Community College in Hickory, North Carolina. I'm joined by my co-host, Gary Muller, who is Dean of the School of Business, Industry, and Technology at Catawba Valley Community College. Gary, welcome. How are you doing today? Jeff, I'm doing great. This is a great time of the year. We start getting into our Shark Tank competitions that you're directing. And I'm going to say this because it won't happen again. Wake Forest is 4-0 in football. Congratulations to uh, the Wake Forest University, the Fighting Demon Deacons, and you're having a fabulous year. So we far. are, and I'm afraid in December we may be saying they're four and eight, but right now I can say they're four and zero. Oh. I suspect they will think that you jinxed them. I know that's why I said we're going to not do well, so I take the jinx off. Well, um, we wish them continued luck. Uh, my team, uh, the University of North Carolina, not doing as well, but basketball season is not. It's not too it's far into the future. That's right. So. And we don't have to worry about Louisville? I don't think we want to get into Louisville. We won't talk about the Louisville That's, that's a different podcast okay. anyway. <laughs> that's right. Uh, today, uh, we usually start by talking about an article. And and I came across one that uh, I thought was interesting and appropriate in that it was from uh, the Inc. Magazine's October edition on how to set your own salary as a business owner. And that's a question that I get sometimes from from entrepreneurs and and you and I are involved with a local business competition. It was actually a question that came up from uh, one of the finalists in our our business plan competition in terms of uh, you're starting a business. When is it uh, appropriate to take a salary when they're pitching their business to potential investors? How should they show a salary? How much should they put in for a salary? So I thought that would be an interesting thing to talk about. I think it's a really interesting thing. We talk about it in all our business competitions as well as just talking about folks that are you know, kicking off their business. When do you do it? And that's a, it's a difficult question. And, and, and as I read the article, and as I said, it's in Inc. Magazine's October edition, and we recommend you give it a look. But when I was reading the article, I almost differentiated between uh, small businesses with maybe 10 or fewer people and then uh, you know, small businesses which are looking to scale and looking to perhaps uh, get uh, – third-party investors, uh, uh, you know, and, and raise some significant funds to get their business. I think, I think you almost have to look at it in, in those two buckets, but there are some common themes that I think the article pointed out. So. I, I agree with you. I think it, it's always a challenge. Of course, one of the things we always worry about when somebody may not have done well in one job and they decide to leave and say, I'm going to go start my own business, thinking that it's going to replace their salary immediately and that's uh, a that, tough one to... That rarely happens. It, yes, exactly. You really want to have them to have that passion of they're going to start something that's going to be great and that they will build their income and their salary over time. They're not going to come out of the gate 
with uh, replacing the salary from wherever they were. Well, well, a few themes that uh, were pointed out in the article. Number one, be conservative, particularly at first, mm-hmm. particularly if you're bootstrapping. If you're bootstrapping, you're doing this on your own. You might be uh, tapping into retirement funds. You might be running up expenses on your credit card. So you have to be very, very sensitive about expenses. And when you go into starting a business, you might not be able to take a salary for, from, uh, from exactly. inception. You might have to wait for a little bit. Yeah, exactly. And I think they need to go in with that. If things kick off and do better than we expect, that's a good thing. And, and the article goes on to talk about building a routine and, and uh, looking at your financial results for three to six months and getting comfortable that you're generating the cash flow and the profitability to begin paying yourself a salary and then no, not going crazy, maybe taking two to $3,000 a month to start. You know, so you know, not, you know, you're, you're going to have to wait on the Ferrari this year, Gary. Okay. That's, well, I'm, I am, was pleased that you talked about the podcast uh, host salary. So was this a lead in? You're going to tell me something very positive? You're going to have to wait on the Ferrari. Okay. That's what I was going to tell you. <laughs> okay. so you're going to have to wait. Uh, benchmark your pay raises to company progress. You know, as the company scales and achieves significant benchmarks, perhaps that puts you in a position where you can be increasing your salaries. Yeah, I think that's a very good way to look at it. As the business builds and the profitability builds, then you can add uh, something for yourself. The article mentions, uh, you know, we've talked about it on the podcast before. You probably hear it uh, from from everybody when you're a business startup, the cash is king. And the article talks about building a cash cushion and being able to cover, cover approximately six months of expenses before you get crazy with salary issues. Yeah. Well, I think that's important, assuming even if you get off to a fast start or uh, you start taking off, you need to know that there may be some lean times. Uh, and so you have to be careful in building that cushion is critical. And also looking at your business to see if it's seasonal uh, so you don't get yourself caught to where you're if you're cash short that's that's going to be a challenge for the business final point it made don't be a martyr in that uh, you know at some point you do need to pay yourself a a salary and and you have to be sensitive about finding some balance in terms of your work and and the rest of your life and and not burning yourself out so so that's when i get the ferrari at some point gary okay at some point when you win the lottery you get the there ferrari there you go um, but uh, you know, it, from from an investor point of view, and this is really a question that came up in our business plan competition uh, from one of the finalists, if people are evaluating your business and you don't have a salary in there to pay the owner slash founder or people working in the business, at some point investors are going to say, hey, is this a business that you're going to stick with? Is it going to be uh, worth your time and efforts if you're not getting a salary out of it? So at some point, you you do need to make sure that you're paying yourself yeah. a salary. So, so don't be a martyr. I won't be a martyr. Okay, well, that's what we like. Although I do that well. You have <laughs> another before. story. That's, that's a, right. That's, that's an, and that's another podcast. So we, we, we've got some more stuff. Some more things we can do in the future. So anyway, interesting article. Uh, most recent edition of Inc. Magazine, so check it out if you can. And uh, it's it's a question that that a lot of people grapple with when they're starting a business. And, it's, and uh, it's a challenging question. Yeah, it's, uh, just because you started a business doesn't mean you're going to be uh, jetting around the country and, and a, a, a rich entrepreneur. There's a lot of grinding it out that has to do it. So, but your last question is: you need to figure out a business that's going to be able to pay you a salary. Otherwise, you're not going to stay with it long right. term. And investors are going to see that. So, yeah, so you have to address it from both sides. Well, 
you know, one way that you can get a profit and build your business is to make sure that people can find your business. And uh, we're fortunate to have uh, Bonnie Miner as our guest today. So, Bonnie, welcome to the Entrepreneur Exchange. Thank you. Bonnie is with WordJack Media, which has got offices throughout the United States, North Carolina, South Carolina, Colorado, Florida. Yep, even Canada. Even Canada. Uh, it's one of my favorite states. <laughs> WordJack is a digital marketing agency focused on helping small businesses win on the web. WordJack brings together experts in internet marketing, social media, website development, online marketing, uh, work hand-in-hand -hand with their clients, uh, assist them with search engine optimization. Uh, Bonnie has uh, been one of the, the seminar leaders at our small business center and worked directly with a lot of our clients. And we appreciate your efforts in working with our clients and helping them build their business and appreciate you spending some time with We're us glad today. Glad you're here with uh, us today. Thank you. It's exciting to be able to see these small businesses grow. Well, and... and a lot of them need some direction in this area, and this is, you know, you know, the end goal isn't to to have a website and just to be on the web. You know, people, you know, it's sort of like the tree falling in the forest. If no one hears it, is it making any noise? So, just being on the web but not being found on the web is not particularly satisfying. Mm, so that's true. So, so Bonnie, tell, tell us a little bit about uh, WordJack Media and and your company and how they work with people. Um, uh, WordJack Media is seven years old in November. Um, I've been with them for six and a half years. Uh, I was their very first hire. I was their first employee. So, um, and we're doing amazing things for small business owners. Um, one of the things um, that we do, you know, you talked about being found on the web. Um, it's important. It's, they have a website, but if it's not getting traffic, what good is it? Um, it's a billboard that's on an interstate or on a private road. Mm -hmm. uh, which one are you going to pay for? Uh, so it's, it's important, but we've been doing this for seven years. The owners, uh, Matt Jackson and Isaac are actually from the yellow page years. So they used to work for yellow page companies. So they have a, um, a good background of working with small business owners. Um, and, uh, they decided to bring a different option to small business owners. They thought that small business owners, they all needed something different. What the plumber and the attorney or, um, they all need something different. Um, and there's so many different things to be able to do online um, that it was important that they could do a customized plan for each small business owner. And that's why they started this. And we continue to be successful. Well, you know, we, we hear the term search engine optimization thrown out a lot. And if, I'm, if I've got a website, what do you think? You know, search engine optimization, which I guess means getting found by Google and the various search engines out there. If I've got a website, what steps should I be taking to make sure that people are going to find me? Um, well, one of the very first important things is uh, I would tell you, uh, what are your keywords? How do you want to be found? Right? Um, what is your perfect client, I would ask you? And how is your perfect client going to Google and searching? Um, because that should be the platform for anything else that you do. Um, and what you think in your industry, what those words are versus what people are truly searching are two different things. Um, so it's literally, there's, there's tools to be able to go to Google and ask them, you know, how are people searching 
for this type of business, my business. Um, that would be the number one thing that I think is the most important. And at WordJack Media, every one of our clients, that's the first thing that happens is we do a Google keyword analysis. So our experts go to Google and we ask them, how are people searching for this type of business? Um, and that comes from the business owner telling us who their perfect client is. So, and, and when you say keywords, yeah, I, and you know, I'm not a website expert, but nope. you know, I, 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 you know, once upon a time they talked about meta tags and oh, meta yeah. this and meta that. So, so when you when when you as you determine what those important keywords are, or is it just is the major thing just to make sure they get included throughout your website, or you know, what's where, where what am I doing with my keywords? That's awesome. That's a great question. So, is it not just in your writing the content? of the writing of the website, but also is it tagged with my pictures? Google doesn't see that pretty picture on your website. What they see is the words that are tagged with it or in your meta tags, as you said, um, you know, is your page title, does it have keywords in it? And sometimes we tend to forget the keyword isn't just about what we do, but where we are, where do you want your clients to come from? So for example, a plumber, um, you know, he does tankless water heaters. He repairs them and replaces them right? Um, that would be a keyword tankless water heater repair or tankless water heater replacement. But where does he want to replace them? Where does she want to replace them? Right? So it's Hickory, Newton, Conover. Those are words too, that we tend to forget. And all of those can be in your metas as well as in the writing of your website. I think it's important you talk about it, the keywords, but in the industry, we know different words than what somebody like me who doesn't know what a tank exactly. is. Exactly. <laughs> so you need to make sure it's thinking. I might try to search because yeah. I don't know yep. the technical words. Yep. And one of the most important things isn't just the keywords. If you're going to hire someone to do this, what we see in our industry is if you're going to hire someone to do this, make sure they're doing a keyword analysis and make sure you're going to own the content on the website. Um, it's your website. It's your name. It's your brand. Make sure you're going to own it at the end of the day when you get done paying for it. Yeah, I, I always worry that, um, you know, and, and, and I guess some, some of the clients that you work with probably want you guys to take a very hands-on approach in managing their website and they're, they're doing the plumbing or they're, yep. they're doing this or doing that and, and, and they're really outsourcing a certain function to your company and there are probably some clients who are more comfortable at doing some of the website work and, and want the ability to make changes to their website. And you know, when, you, when you talked at the beginning about WordJack Media, it sounds like it's a very customized process and you're tailoring those services to a specific client. It is. It's very much. We work with some clients who actually have on staff a marketing person um, and we can work alongside of them of what their needs are and what's, what they're an expert at. The one thing that defines us as different is um, we literally have experts in their field. Um, so it's not one person doing all things good, but it's we have a team of people that are experts doing the one thing they do really well and they're doing it great. And that defines us as different. So I have my IT experts and I have my writers and I have my designers and they're teams of experts that do these things. And that's one of the things that makes us different in this industry. So you're the coordinator of all those services to help your clients? Um, I'm not actually, but we do have what's called a marketing manager and they are, I call them M&Ms because they are as sweet as chocolate. Oh, um, <laughs> very good marketing. <laughs> they are M&Ms and they're 
they're very, very, they're amazing people. Their job is to make sure the customer is getting the results um, and communicating with them. We, I hear a lot in this industry that business owners, they hire this company and they never return their calls or it's 48 hours mm-hmm. or 72 hours before they get a call or an email back. Um, it's customer service. Um, that's, that's not our goal. So, so yeah, every now and then I hear horror stories of people that might have done something to anger the great Google gods of, uh, <sighs> you know, they, they, they've, I guess they've tried to manipulate things yep. in order to Those push, no-nos. To push <laughs> themselves up the rankings and, and get found on Google. And, you know, and I guess Google sort of is, is, is the ubiquitous term for search these days. And, yep. and there, there are other search engines out there. And, and, I, and I assume, and, and you can tell me whether I'm assuming correctly, that the, the strategies for getting found on search engines are, are fairly common, whether it be Yahoo, Google, Bing, or whatever yeah. else is out there. It is. It's pretty common across the web. You know, I think Bing and Google, I mean, Bing and Yahoo usually get from Google some yeah. of that information. Are, so are, the are, no-nos. Yeah, what are, what are certain things that, I, that people shouldn't be doing that might get themselves in hot water with uh, some of the search engines? One of the things that we've seen is keyword stuffing. So instead of writing a very nice description, paragraph description about your business using the keywords, they'll just use the word plumber, plumber services, plumber, plumber services, hickory, pl- all of these things. It's, and they'll use the word plumbing about 20 million times. Um, instead of writing a description, Google wants to see a paragraph use, um, with using the keywords. Um, remember, the keywords aren't just what you do, but it's where you are as well. That's one. The other one I would tell you is purchasing links that aren't real. Um, link building is important to SEO, but if you're not doing it right, uh, it's it's going to hurt you. It's a big no-no with Google. Um, and then the third one I would tell you is copy and paste. You should not copy and paste from another website or a blog or um, another place. You should be writing original content um, for yourself. Those are the three biggest no-nos that we see in the industry. Are, are, are they so smart that they know when I copy and paste? You know, I, oh, yeah. You know, they <laughs> probably would know way too much about us. Uh, you can actually go to certain websites yeah. and copy and paste a paragraph, put it into Google, and see who else has that same content on the web. It's amazing to you. I actually was meeting with a dentist probably about two years ago, and I copied and pasted one of his paragraphs into Google and found out that his competitor two miles down the road had the same paragraph. So who gets in trouble? Like uh, <laughs> your, your dentist or his buddy well, that did the copy and paste? And who else is going to rank higher? Yeah. How is Google supposed to determine who's going to rank higher when that happens? So it's not really good. We actually have those kind of searches for checking our oh. online uh, students' homework assignments. Ooh. Well, you should have told me that before I, I started teaching this online I, I, I know. I, I'm sorry. I, I almost didn't say that. I was going to tell you after the thing. Okay, because all my students are making A's, and they They're seem brilliant. I don't know. I'm, I'm sure that this is all original work. I'm sure it is. Okay. So... Um, so now, now you mentioned you mentioned buying links. You know, or you know, I, I sort of assume that one way, one positive way to improve your ranking is that there are links to other websites. Other websites are linking to you, but I guess your your point is they need to be legitimate and organic. Yes, they need to be legitimate and organic. A good link would be to your Facebook. 
and posting on your Facebook at least once mm-hmm. a week. Um, you know, uh, another good link would be to your Google My Business so people can leave you a Google review. Um, if you haven't claimed your Google My Business, you definitely need to go to Google right now and say Google My Business and see where you can claim your address. Um, that's important. Um, but definitely, um, you know, having the links to the right things on your site um, are important. Um, you know, if uh, if a plumber, I keep going back to the plumber, but if a plumber actually sells a Renine, a brand of a certain tankless water heater, they can always link to their site as long as it doesn't take the, the purchase mm-hmm. or the service from them. That would be a good link. Um, so that's a good link. The social media, the Twitter, the LinkedIn, the YouTube, mm-hmm. the Google My Business, mm-hmm. um, those are all good links. Well, now you, you, you mentioned uh, you know, Google My Business and uh, from the work that, that uh, you've done with our clients, I know that there are, are many online directories out there that you can get free listings on, which That's I think right. is one way to help get your business name out there and promote your business. Um, what are what are some things that people should be doing when they consider online directories, and and are there things that they shouldn't be doing when they're working with the various online directories? Oh, that's a great question. Um, we see it across the web all the time. The, if you're going to start a new business. Um, before you decide to claim listings online, and especially stick to the free ones, I would tell you, stick to, as a new business owner, stick to the free ones. There's lots of them out there. Um, what I would tell you is determine what your name, your phone number, and your address are going to be across the web before you go online and do it, because it all needs to speak to the same. So, for example, um, if your address is 291 First Avenue Southeast Hickory, you need to determine how you're going to write that and abbreviate it because is Southeast written out or is Southeast abbreviated with an SE? That needs to be determined before you do it. And it needs to be, that's where you can copy and paste. Um, your business description, your address, your phone number, and your name all need to be the same because if it says Word Jack Media one place or Word Jack Media LLC in another place, Google's not going to give me the credit for it. So that would be the first thing I would say. So be, cons- be consistent. Oh, so consistent. Right. So consistent. The second most important thing there is um, don't try to do them all at one time. That can be very time-consuming and frustrating. Do a few every month and stick with your the ones that you know where your clients are going. Ask your clients when they go. Where do you search? So definitely the number one thing would be Google My Business. That would be my top priority. Mm-hmm. Then, you know, Facebook. Twitter, YouTube, those would be some top ones as well. LinkedIn, um, if you're B2B, LinkedIn is very important. Um, so, And LinkedIn's doing some great things lately. So we can work with a lot of our B2B clients in that area. And B2B meaning business to business. And when you say that you shouldn't do them all at once, is that more because it's time consuming or, or does that... Does that raise suspicions from the search engines if I if I go out and do 40 directories in one week? I think you've been listening to my seminars. <laughs> it's actually just a good thing to build your SEO over time. Um, and, and that is what you want to do. It's good to have new content on the web about your business. Um, so going out and doing them all at one time um, instead of slowly doing a little bit every month, two to three every month is better for your SEO because Google sees new content content for you because they don't just search your website 
They actually look across the web at what else you're doing. So there's two types of SEO. There's on-page SEO, what you're doing on your website and what you're doing off your website. So that would be an off your website thing. um, And they're looking at that. So I would tell you a few every month. And SEO is? Search engine optimization, being found, not just having a website, but being Being found. found. Yep, being found. We're, 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 we're getting Gary up to speed. Don't worry. Yeah, you know, yeah, you got to remember, yeah. I'm, I'm just getting my computer. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I guess I mean, we can go back to something we talked about earlier of using that industry technology verbiage. So so now, now I hear these days you know, a lot about blogging. And we've heard about blogging for, for many years. Um, and uh, how, how does this play into the, the whole search engine optimization thing? And, you know, if I'm... Yeah, tell folks what blogging is and, and, and how, they, how should they be approaching blogging in order to, to generate interesting content? Oh, that's a great question. You know, we were just talking about new content, right? And having the new listings across the web. Uh, a blog is new content. Um, it's a great way to explain a blog is um, a news article. You know, 10 years ago, we used to have the newspapers delivered and we'd pick up and read a news article. I, I understand that some people still do that. <laughs> They do. So when you pick up that news article, why do you read it? Why did you read it? You want to learn. Um, You want to learn more. You want to know what's going on. A blog is, it's not meant to sell. It is actually meant to build trust and knowledge with your your potential customer or your client out there. Um, And that's what you're supposed to use it for. It needs, and it's good, fresh content. We love to blog at least once a month for our clients. And it's, you know, it's good to have good, fresh content with the blog. It's good not to sell, but to build trust and knowledge. And the last thing I'll tell you is, let's go back to the keywords. You know, the blog is important, but you should be using your keywords in it. Go back to the tankless water heater, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, why should I buy a tankless water heater? What's the benefits of a tankless water heater versus a regular water heater? Um, and you can write that. Um, and making sure that you're blogging. Take that blog, though. Don't just put it on your website. Post it on your social media. Post it on your LinkedIn. Post it on your Facebook with a link. Here's the link again, going back to your website. So, so if I'm interested in, in blogging, would you say that the best way to go about doing that is to make that a part of my website? If I've, if I've got several different pages, maybe one is a blog with, I guess, interesting and informative information, as you said, not selling, but, but more building trust, Yeah, building trust and providing information, uh, engaging and entertaining. Yes, I would. I think it's very important that you do those things and it needs to be on your website. You need to have a page for every blog. Again, it is a page title, the meta, the mm-hmm. page title, as well as the domain, the URL can be your main URL, but then it can have blog slash and then what the title is about. Um, it just, it's going to be easier for it to be found in that sense. So it's important to have it on your site. Um, it's new content. When Google comes and crawls your site, they have these little spiders, they call them, um, that crawls your site and they see that blog. Um, and I would encourage you to blog once a month. So keep it fresh. Keep it fresh. And don't sell while you're... No. Because you're building trust. You are building trust. I think you want to give them tips. Um, and when you give them the tips, and then just say, hey, look, if you have any questions, call me. 
and name the company. They want to get value out of your blog as opposed to mm-hmm. well, you selling the product. That's right. And always, I would tell you on the blog as well, you can always have a contact us button on the side. So they can literally contact you if they do have a question about something you said. So it makes it easy for, we, we don't just look at the traffic of a website. You're also looking at the conversion right? Uh, we look at how many people clicked to the contact us mm. page or did they fill out, Hey, I want to talk to somebody. Um, so that's important. And having that contact us button is important there. You know, Google, you know, the, the, the big search engine guy seems to always be tweaking things, whether it be in their algorithms for searches and, and whatnot. Uh, is there or anything coming down the road that we should be aware of or thinking about? Always. Google is always, always changing things. Um, You know, recently they just did an algorithm change for um, making sure that people are providing mobile websites. Why is that? Um, Let me ask you guys. How often do you search on your phones? I see them sitting on the table. Mm -hmm. Um, When you're searching, you're using your mobile devices and you want to be looking at a website that is mobile friendly. And people who have a mobile site, They may think they have a mobile website, but I'm going to ask, is it mobile responsive? So I can actually run a Google test. So a website could be built for mobile, but it may not be optimized well for a phone. So the images aren't showing, Mm. the tags aren't showing properly. This is a test that we run for every one of our, the people that want to sit with us um, and get a four page report. Um, They can get a free report that's four pages. And I actually walk them through, Hey, what um, does Google say about your website? Um, I check their speed as well. So those are two things that we know have recently been a part of Google's algorithm change. Mm -hmm. The one that we know is coming. Um, and there's nothing that really says it's, it's going to be a part of SEO, but we feel there's so much hype going on, um, that we need to be a part of it. Um, and if you want to know about all these things, I would tell you to, um, it's important to read the blogs and the forums from Google webmasters, um, as well as there's some other great ones out there. But Webmaster Tool is a great one to have from Google or Google Chrome. Um, and recently, Google Chrome put one out that said um, SSL certifications are important. What does that mean? That means is your site secure? Um, they are going to tell people on Chrome whether your site is secure or not. Um, and it will be a big red, not secure if your site is not. So if you want to know if it's secure, look at the top. If it says HTTPS, then you have an SSL certification. It says HTTP, then you probably don't have an SSL certification. How do I get that S? <laughs> I was saying the S is important. And the S is important. There's lots of people out there. GoDaddy's one of them, but um, there's lots of people out there. I would tell you to call me and I can tell you some other options, but definitely um, coming very soon, it's going to be a big, big thing. They launched a um, an article, Google Chrome did, launched an article. It was actually a blog mm-hmm. about how this was going to change. So we feel it's very important um, that you know, your website is secure. Let me ask you something. Um, if you're going to go to a website and it says it's not secure, but you want to fill out the contact information for this plumber to get a hold mm-hmm. of you, are you going to do it? I, I don't think I'm going to do it. I'm looking at Gary, you know, Gary, <laughs> Gary's, and, and he's a blank look. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure. What is this internet thing? That that's we right. have? Yeah. So, yeah. So it's important. That's your phone number. That's your name. 
um, you want to make sure that's safe. But don't they, you know, with the Equifax breach, don't they already have this information? What the <laughs> hell? Do we have to worry about it? Anymore? Yeah, what the hell? Yeah. <clears throat> there you go. So I would tell you those are those are three things. Um, the mobile, not just that you have a mobile site, but that, that it's mobile responsive. Um, and your speed, how fast is it loading? You know, I, I would tell you again, ask yourself, if a website's not quick to come up in the images, do you, do you click back? Um, so that's important to SEO because Google's got to make sure there were, they're giving websites to the people who are searching that have these things in place because they want people to keep coming back to Google. No, you know, and on the slowness issue, I, I, I always initially will assume that it's probably my equipment, then not, not, not the website. <laughs> okay, that's that. not a good assumption. I mean, and it's, sometimes it's not. Sometimes the community college's equipment is not as new as it could be, Gary. <laughs> and that is true. Okay. But we're working on it. Okay. Well, if you have a webmaster or you have someone who's doing these type of things, these are some of the things they should be making sure are done for you. Well, I'm, I think when we go back to work, we'll be checking to see if there's an S on our website. That's exactly right. <laughs> so, well, Bonnie, we very much appreciate you joining us and, and, and sharing some really great tips for folks in terms of uh, figuring out how to get found on the web. If people want to find you... How, where, where will they find you? I would tell them to go to our website, wordjack.com, W-O-R-D-J-A-C-K.com, and just ask for someone to give you a free analysis, and um, they'll, it'll come to me. I'm sure I'll get it. Mm. Um, but I'd love to hear from anybody, even if you want a four-page report um, or know how your speed or are you mobile optimized? If you want to know those things, um, I'll take 30 minutes of your time and walk you through how effective your website is and how it could be better. Well, there you Sounds go. like a great offer. There you go. So, well, Bonnie, thank you so much for joining us and and um, sharing information. I hope you'll join us again at some point. Sounds great. It's, sounds like as Google's tweaking things, we'll we'll want you back to help us exactly, interpret this, update and, us, and what's <laughs> going on. Yeah, and I'll have a computer by then. And the S is important, yeah, but yeah, you know, at some point they might put a. R or something in there that we need to be aware of. So who knows? I was just reading about another algorithm change, actually. So, so evolving science, anyway. There you go. I'd love to join. Hi, I'm Alan. I'm Chris. And we're the co-host of Foot Candle Films, a movie review and film discussion show here on TheMesh.TV. Each episode, we talk about some new movies, cover some film news, and have some recommendations. And trust us, we're just as likely to talk about the latest Jim Jarmusch film as we are the newest Transformers installment. Hold on, don't get too crazy. Uh, well, okay, maybe not that bad. But you can find our show and all our episodes on TheMesh.TV. Plus, you can subscribe to get new episodes delivered right to your computer or mobile device. We'll see you in the ticket line. Well, we like to wind things down by by sharing a small business of the month. And and uh, um, do you, Bonnie, do you have anything that you want to throw out there in terms of a small business that you've come across? Actually, I will. Um, uh, Minyard Plumbing. Um, they've been a part of this community for a very, very long time. And they have been a WordJack client as of November for six years. Um, and they don't have to be a client anymore. And they have grown a lot over the last six years. It's a great company. Um, they have great testimonials from their clients. Um, and I would tell you, I guess that's why I focused on plumbing today. Minyard was on the brain. Um, <laughs> I thought maybe you had a plumbing problem. I don't know. <laughs> 
Uh, so it's a great, they're a great company. It's a good family company that's been a part of this community. I was going to ask, is it local? Oh, very local. Yes. And they're right here in the Hickory area. So it is, um, it's a good family company that's been here and serving this area for a very long time. Everybody's looking for a good, reliable plumber Uh, in all seriousness. And if somebody wants to find them on Google, how would they spell Minyard? Uh, I think if you search Plumber Hickory, you're going to find them. Okay. Minyard Plumbing. There you go. Very cool. All right. Well, Gary, what is your small business of the month? Well, Jeff, I hope I don't get choked up with this small business. Okay. I saw it on TV just a few days ago. It's a business that started in a town with America in its name. Troy Walker has turned his garage and driveway into a patriotic workshop. It's in Norwood, Young America, that he creates wooden flag art. And Walker, an Army veteran, saws lumber about an hour a day, cutting the wood so he can create stained red, white, and blue flags to sell online. And before and after every flag, he prays to God to give him enough uh, strength and money to make another one. He was an Army veteran for 10 years, and he was in a tank unit that returned home, and a close friend uh, committed suicide. Mm. And he said 22 veterans a day commit suicide, and he thought he didn't want his friend just to be a statistic. So earlier, he started making wooden flag earlier this year. started making wooden flags and cutting boards to raise money to help cover the cost for funerals of veterans. And it's, uh, he's doing about five a day. He's made well over a few hundred, and he's looking to do this so he can help support families that have to bury someone that's come home and committed suicide or had an, a similar problem. So where, where would we search and look for him? Now you're going to ask me. <laughs> What's his name? I mean, I, I, I'm his sorry, name. I didn't even say that because it, it, it did choke me up a little bit. Dog tag two furniture. Dog tag two, two number two number furniture. Okay, dog tag the furniture. Of course, you know, as the father of a marine, it hit me uh, close to home. Oh, wow. So it sounds like a really cool thing. Obviously, a very small business, but he's really doing it for the good of uh, veterans. Oh, cool. That's well, awesome. Well, thanks for sharing that one. A small business that I ran across that I thought was interesting, and, and, um, uh, you know, I'm a sports fan. I'm a football fan, and, and you know, football has been getting a little more challenging to be a fan of these days and that uh, there are political issues out there. There are health issues out there. But uh, the company I want to give a shout-out to is is called uh, Vicus, V-I-C-I-S, which was founded four years ago in Seattle, by neurosurgeon Sam Browd, engineering professor Peter Reinhold, and Dave Marver, who is a former CEO of the Cardiac Science Corporation. And their goal was to make a helmet that could reduce football's high rate of concussions and head injuries. And they've developed a helmet called Zero One, which has a soft outer shell and a core layer consisting of a series of bendable columns and these crumple zones, which were inspired by and named after the parts of a car, are meant to crush on impact. Uh, uh, they're meant to crush on impact, reduce the force of a crash, and absorb some of the en- energy of a collision. And there was a study that the NFL did after the helmet was approved by the National Operating Committee on Standards for Athletic Equipment, which I didn't know that existed, but there are lots of associations and committees out there. But the NFL released the results of their lab tests earlier this year on helmets which best reduce the severity of impact to the head. And of the 33 helmets they tested, 0-1 finished first, beating out 23 other helmets, uh, excuse me, 23 other companies from 
Rydell and, and Shoot Sports, two of the companies that uh, combined for most of the helmets sold. And the company says that this year, 25 NFL teams and at least 20 NCAA teams are using their helmets. And while they're not able to say which teams are using it, the players from Ohio State, Auburn, Ole Miss have been spotted wearing their helmets during practice. They've got an advisory committee that consists of uh, current football players like uh, Richard Sermon, who plays for Seattle, and Alex Smith, who plays quarterback for Kansas City. They've got Hall of Famers Jerry Rice, Tim Brown, Roger Staubach on their board, their advisory board as well. So uh, seemed like an interesting uh, business that seems yes. to be making great progress and, and hopefully will will help with a, a serious health-related yeah, issue there. Certainly a serious problem that's not going to yeah. go away. So you can, if you're interested in learning more about them, you can go to www.vicus.co, V-I-C-I-S dot C-O, and you can read about their helmet and see some of the interesting things that they're doing. We wish them the best of luck. So. Very good. If you've got a suggestion for our Entrepreneur Exchange Small Business of the Month, you can send us an email at eexchange at themesh.tv. We want to thank The Mesh for hosting us and and go go to themesh.tv and you can check out a whole stable of podcasts that are uh, interesting and they've got some new ones out there, so check them out. We want to thank uh, Bonnie Miner from Warjack Media for joining us today and, uh, and sharing inter- information on search engine optimization. Um, we'll look forward to doing it again next month, and, and hopefully we will salute the Wake Forest Demon Deacons for continuing a fabulous football season. Well, thank you for that kind thought. Thank you, Bonnie. That was another great session. We look forward to another one next yeah. month. See you next month. been listening to The Mesh, an online media network of shows and programs ranging from business to arts, sports to entertainment, music to community. All programs are available on the website as well as through iTunes and YouTube. Check us out online at themesh.tv. Discover other network shows and give us feedback on what you just heard.